All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Um, again, we're doing this podcast with the lovely Erica. Hi. Hi. And today's topic is going to be a little bit, not quite like a controversial topic, but a little bit controversial, I guess about um, like ethics in the horse community and and working horses and things like that. I should probably define that a little bit better for the title. <laughs> <laughs> this topic is about this, 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 also this and this as well. Yeah, it just feels... But I have a conversation today, which okay. is why I thought maybe we should talk about this. Is someone, I said I was doing this podcast with you, and someone, and I said, um, you do the carriage driving stuff in yeah. the city. I used to, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they were, they said, because they don't ride horses. Of course, like, yeah. Oh, that's so cruel. Of course. And I was and like, okay. You know what? I spent 12 years of my teenage adult life being spat on, having things thrown at me, having people try and release my horses. Oh, cool. <laughs> having people throw things at my horses. Yeah. Have people run out in front of my carriage, jump on my carriage, jump into my lap, all kinds of things. What? No. Because animal activism is different. Well, no. I think there's no line anymore between animal activism and animal extremism. Mm. Like. As a person, myself, a human being that, that exists in the society, mm. I ensure that not only myself, but my husband buys not just free range eggs that say free range on the box, yeah. but they have to follow certain personal yeah. standards. Me too. You and know. it's not cage free. No, no, no. That's dodgy. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want any. No, I'm, I'm looking at your standards. I need to know how many hectares yeah, some yeah. fans have, yeah. you know? Yeah. And. And preferably, I get them. I teach a student. They've got a bunch of chooks. They give. I give them cottons. Oh, they awesome. give me eggs. You yeah. know. I am also a vegetarian, except bacon. But that is not only like that's not just like an ethical choice. So much as like my body cannot digest this. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I make sure. You know, like I had a child talk to me the other day, and. Um, she said, oh no, the parent. I was teaching at a riding school. Yeah. Uh, this is where the story came in. I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> um, I was at a riding school and a parent said to me, do not tell my child where meat comes from. Stop. Because I, because they eat meat products and I don't want them to know that they're killing animals. And I was like, no, 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 no. That so is... So why would this come up in a lesson? Good, and put your hands down, and we kill cows for food, and <laughs> you know, like, rise in trot. Yeah, like... <laughs> Where did that come in? But it's like, it was a holiday program, so oh, we go for okay. the whole day. Okay. You know, yeah, we yeah. have lunch together. Yeah, no. So it makes a little bit more sense, but seriously, <laughs> if you have a problem yeah. with killing animals, do not kill them. I don't... Like, it, like, I can kill a chicken like no other person. So fast. Girl. I've never done that. Pow! <laughs> you know? You know, it's just... Yeah. Gotta... I had a girl the other day. Um, she'd never been on a farm before, but her mm. dad is a chef. Okay. And so... And he is like a real sort of fem feminism kind of person. Mm -hmm. She's very smart. And... She said to me, do you use your cows for food? And I thought, oh, this might be a bit um, too much for her. But, you know, she asked her and I said, oh, no, we don't, but we do sell them um, for meat. And she said, well, how do you know that you're not eating them? How do you know that your parents haven't killed them and you're, you're just eating them and you don't know? And I was like, I don't! <laughs> she just was so onto it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, and she was six, and mm -hmm. I just thought that was good that she knew where food came from absolutely and she, she was you know she's pro animal welfare mm -hmm. but she knew where it came from and she was respectful of it and all that sort of thing i just thought that was good 
I would not, um, like as someone who did some of my growing up farm wise, there's like a lot of complications in my childhood that we're just really not going to get delve into. Yeah, same, but it's fun. Yeah, so like I, I stayed with my friend's family quite a bit. Yeah. And, and, uh. And like I, I, when I was younger, especially now, still, like I'll call him up and be like, he's my dad. I call yeah, him my dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we have that kind of, yeah. and so he bought a cow one year and it stayed in a small pen, mm -hmm. uh, like a, a younger cow, calf, yeah. not quite calf, steer. more like steer. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever. Look, stayed in a little pen. But cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know it. Lots of other people probably don't. It's like a baby kind of middle, middle it's ground. It's a teenage cow. Teenage cow. Yeah. And it's in a little pen yeah. in the paddock with the horses. Okay. So the horses interacted with this little dude in there having a good time, you know? And they'd like lick him and he'd like lick them. And you know, like it's a very interesting kind of situation yeah. that you would never think that a steer would be in. Yeah. Um, and then I went away for a while and then I came back and it was gone. Okay. And then I was like, where did the cow go? And he's like, oh, it's in the freezer. And it was just... That's it. Yeah. You know? And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just, you know, the boys at this particular house um, had to kill chickens. And that's how I learned to kill chickens. Mm -hmm. um, and you get very good at it when your role model teaches you how to do it ethically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was no pansying around and you got in big, big trouble for pansying around. Yeah. Because that's, I get that. you know, that's somebody's life that you're dealing, you yeah. can't be like, ah, yeah. no. No, no, no. No, it's dead and it's dead right now. Yeah. We, um, mum and I talked a little bit about, okay, I don't know exactly where it was, but the Brumbies. Okay, in yeah. In the state forest or whatever it was. Right, right. Right? It was eating all the grass and people were like, we need to do something about this, we should do a cult. Yes. this is awful and mum who's a vet we've had to talk about it quite a bit she was like so you're saying that you catch all these brumbies who are wild and whatever and then you try and train them or do whatever you do and then you send them up to this 15 year old girl and her mum who's never seen a horse in her life and they stick it in a paddock in Werribee and it has a rug on in the middle of summer you're saying that's better than just Humanely euthanizing yeah, them. Just, just move on. Like it's an interesting sort of, you know, people are so pro-life, almost to the point of being it's, cruel. Yeah, but it is cruel. And so, another thing too, I went to university, and I studied psychology and biology. And oh, don't, it's not that fancy because I didn't finish it. Um, <laughs> but I, as the biology me looks at it and goes, holy crap, there's horses out there. Get them out of there. It's ruining all of the nature's wildlife. Like yeah. all the natural wildlife. Yeah, yeah. Everything that those horses are eating should be eaten by things that belong in Australia. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I see a deer, why are you yeah. here? <laughs> Bambi, cute, but also... Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Shoo <laughs> You know, and and it's different in Canada as well. Um, there's a different gun culture in Canada, um, which is a whole other ethic topic, that yeah. I think. But there is a huge difference between Canadian gun culture and American gun culture. No, I, I believe that. <laughs> there is more guns per capita in Canada than there is in the United States. Look, no one knows that. That seems like a good... Fun fact. A good fact. <laughs> like, yeah, fun fact. Uh, there is no... Like, you just don't learn about guns shooting people in Canada because they shoot animals. Yeah, that's... That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that kind sense. of what they're for, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. handguns are very restricted. You To have a concealed carry in Canada would be very difficult to attain. Yeah. Like, you can't hide a weapon in your purse. <laughs> what is this? Whatever. Neither here nor there. Um, there is also times of the year that it, you should be killing certain animals. Yeah. Like, this is deer season, this is elk season, this yeah. is, you know, and then you get like a, 
a pull where a few people or one person in an area can kill a grizzly or can kill a predator, you know? But you can only kill predators in certain circumstances if you have the right ding ding. You have to have all of your boxes checked. Um, and, you know, there was a, a cougar that kept coming on the property of this mm -hmm. complicated situation. Um, and he called the council about it quite a few times. The council is the term that I would use here. It's not yeah. call the council again. But the people. The people who come to <laughs> trank it <laughs> and, and rehome it. You know, like, that thing's coming back. <laughs> like my mum rehomed our SPCA dog. I know what you did. Yeah. She put it down. She put it down. <laughs> but, you know, so he called them. They didn't do anything. We have, there's foals. Like, young yeah, horses no, on the yeah. property. You can't have cougars. No. And, uh, and then, you know, he, it came back. He called again. Mm -hmm. They didn't show up. It came back. He called again. They didn't show up. Yeah. Came back. He shot it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you, that's, can't... you can't just, you can't have that. But, but now he's got a cool cougar skill. Like, but uh, he would have <laughs> shot it in one go. That you, kind of thing. Yeah, shot it in one go and fed it to the dogs. You know, yeah. there was nothing wasted. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to be careful about, you know, you have to smoke that meat because of worms and pests that come on predators of the wild variety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's yeah. used. Yeah. You use that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, back yeah, to ethics. That's okay. We have about 700 different types of antihistamine. <sighs> Dose me up. Would you like some? No, it's all right. Okay. If we, if it gets bad. Because yeah. we have like tablets, eye drops, nasal spray, like. Just splash me with it. <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. Um, yeah, back to ethics. Yeah, um, as someone who has driven horses that work. Yeah. For a living. Yeah. I have to be on time for things. Like, I don't get to make seven 20-meter circles until I make a perfect one. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got 15 minutes to get from here to there, yeah. and I'm not missing that lady's wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? You know? It's important yeah. to her. Yeah. Um, and, and the bond that you receive with a working animal is unlike anything else. Yeah. yeah. Anything that I've ever had riding. Well, there's two sides to the coin, because I think... When we, uh, my family and I, we went to India. Yeah. And there's a program in, I think it was India. Yeah. There's a program there where they teach people who have working animals mm -hmm. how to look after them because they don't even have enough money to look after themselves. And so these animals aren't treated very well at all. Yeah. And so, um, not necessarily because they don't care about them, but because why would you feed the horse extra food when when the money that you've earned can go to you? So yeah. and so there's a bit of that because as soon as an animal is a means to make money, mm -hmm. then the welfare of the animal goes down slightly because you need that money. Right. And if that's your only way to make money, then a lame horse is lower on your priority than food in your belly. But it's, then yeah. in countries like Australia, yeah. where that kind of thing isn't an issue, then the welfare of the horse becomes a little bit more important. Like especially, mm -hmm. I've seen the carriage horse courses go around. Like yeah. none of them are in bad shape whatsoever. And no. I try and talk to people about it, but you know they they don't know horses at all. But no. um, we're lucky here in the fact that we don't. We don't. Ha we're not destitute enough for mm -hmm. the welfare of the horse to be decreased. Yeah, and also when you're looking at it in a country like Australia, Canada, the states, Ireland, places that I've been and driven a horse. Yeah, like I haven't. It's not just me being like ah, Canada and I, and Australia. Like I've done it all over the shop. Yeah, and yeah. I got to taste it a little bit in Mexico, and I got to taste it a little bit in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And um, the difference, obviously, is vast. Yeah. But in the Philippines, when Tim and I got to experience that a little bit, the man actually took us into what I would think is pretty close to 
ghettoey type mm. where they lived. Yeah. yeah. And that's also where their horse lived. You yeah. Know? And their horse lived in a part of their house. Cool. So there's like this concrete box thing that yeah. the horse lives in and then the concrete floor area that's where all of their family sleeps. Yeah. And all the piss and shit just slides down you know, and yeah. we're they're like a little vendor there and he's so excited because man there's a white people here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Do you want some beer? It's like nine in the morning. Of course we do. <laughs> Whatever. You know I do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I don't drink anymore but I did at the time and so Tim and I stopped and we chatted with these people and had a beer and and he didn't his English wasn't super hot and I don't know any <laughs> the Filipino languages not gonna happen yeah. um in fact I don't even is it called Filipino I don't know what the uh, Filipino language is that's a good point I one of my very good friends is Filipino and I don't know <laughs> okay this got to be I'm pretty sure that language has its own name I don't know. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> woo, we sound very untraveled. We sound very <laughs> um, Yes, but I, you know, we got to experience this and we got to do quite a bit of really interesting. Thank you, Minky. Um, experiencing of how they take care of the horse and how they take care of themselves and like yeah. how on par that was mm. now the horse didn't have a whole lot of weight but neither did those kids well <laughs> yeah that's right yeah they you know and i i wouldn't say i saw any abuse but it mm. it just was and i don't blame them at all it, they, they they weren't like our horses but no. why would they but yeah um but I did see, this is slightly off topic, but I did see um, those cobras and yeah. the guy who does the little flute thing. Yeah. And they're just sitting on the side of the road. Right? Yes. And I had never seen that in my life. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And so I stopped and had a look. Yeah. They have this little basket, right? Yes. The snakes crawl up inside. Yes. And which... At first I thought it was cruel, but then I thought that's what they do anyway. So yeah, they left they left yeah, living they in the little want. basket. So, and he pulls the basket out like this. And yeah. the way that he makes them stand up is like he hits them. Yes. And the more I stood there, the more the like the snake would go down, the more he would hit it. Yeah. And I that is sort of a good example of how like that's how he made his money. Yes. And if the animal wasn't performing, then like it's a bit like in a dressage test where you're like, I do not care. Put your head down right now, and everything goes out the window. It's sort of like right. But um, yeah, I felt really guilty about it because that animal was clearly, you know, performing for yes. this guy. But yes, yeah, the horses weren't. The horses were actually in really good shape. But see, I always see more abuse to horses in countries with more money. Yeah, and and. And it's because, like, I've paid this much money for you, and you're not doing what I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I suppose, like, in India, because of their religions, mm -hmm. um, because they're so, I mean, they worship cows. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all, they're, they're, um, they treat their horses well. Yes. It's just that they're not. Yeah. They don't have the funds to make they them all fat. Have club bait. So Yeah. They don't understand genetics to yeah. breed that out. <laughs> you know? And they're all just like, <laughs> like oh honey no. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, here. So there's the flip side where I truly believe those carriage horses are in pretty good shape. Sure, yeah. being on concrete all day, not great. But there's worse things in the world. Like genuinely they're very good condition. Absolutely. I actually think, you know, and you know the people that you came to see that I yeah. yeah so they usually have about a hundred horses at a time, and they bring maybe six maybe eight out for a weekend. Yeah, I saw <laughs> a post on like, that. So the six or eight will go out for the, so the rotation generally there's like a home paddock yeah. where the working horses are. There's usually fifteen twenty horses there. Yeah, then there's and a couple of stallions, you know, having a good time. <laughs> and, then, and then there's the, you're having babies paddock. 
Yeah. And then there's like a way out and whoop whoop a hundred acres where babies grow up and horses have a year or two off. Yeah. You know, and then they come in, they do work rotation. A lot of the time, if they've had some time off, those horses to bring them back into condition a little bit more will take some of the babies out on the breaker. Yeah. You know, and then and then those horses will come out into the city for the weekend mm. and they go back to the home paddocks. And Garfield makes a lot of grass. It's so, a big flat place. With a lot of grass. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them got very fat. <laughs> yeah. And and then, you know, they they work maybe six months, mm. maybe in a rotation. Yeah. So they're like, six months, I work for three days, I go home. I work for three days, I go home. Yeah. And then they'll go back out to wherever. Either the mares will go into full or, you know, they'll go out into the middle of nowhere, like depending on where they are in the rotation. Or they'll sell. Yeah. You know, I don't think they have very many horses over the age of 10. Oh, okay. Most of the stuff that comes out on the street is Prime. they'll come out for three days as a youngin. Yeah. So you're like, three, I'll give it a go. Yeah. They come out, and sometimes they get one day out, and then they're like, okay. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we brought a second baby, just yeah. in case. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll put another baby on, and then the baby will go, okay. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, which one of you is good for the last day? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the Aww. last baby will come out. And then, uh, because the truck can fit kind of eight oh. horses on it. Yeah. You know, eight drafties. Um, or like four in a carriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... But then those babies will go back out and mature. Yeah. And they'll come back in. Yeah. And then they'll start the actual work, work rotation. That's... It's, they, I think, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, they mm -hmm. work hard. But not hard as in... They always just seem so... Like, not nappy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They seem so nice. Like, yeah. happy with each other. They work... Probably because they work together as well. Mm -hmm. They're just... They just seem so content, which I think they're I like, like bright enough that when you approach them, they're aware. Yeah, you know. And then also quiet enough that when you tie them up, they just stand there and, and hang they out. just have a sleep. Yeah, yeah. which I think is really nice. Yeah, and and it's nice because they sell a lot of those horses to the police department and oh, okay. and you know, yeah. WA police buys a lot from the people in Garfield. Yeah, and. And riding schools mm -hmm. and places that, you know, because after they go out in the city, backing them is usually like if nothing. Can, if a bike rider can uh, go past with no, and a tram. A tram. That's the big one. When I first came here, I was like, okay, I'm driving a pair of horses, which was unusual. I had drive, driven a lot of single. Yeah. Driving a pair. Okay, I'll get used to this. Oh. Ooh, I'm driving on the wrong side of the road. Okay, I'll get used oh. to this. Ooh, there's a hook turn. Oh, crap. That's why there's a hook turn. <laughs> there's a tram. So it wasn't, like, I had never been in a city situation with light rail. Yeah. Um, and and that was really disorienting for me. Just being like, <sighs> like, oh, don't panic. Don't Do you know panic. how hard it is to learn how to drive with trams when you live in the, in the oh. country? I just thought that I didn't know where the lines were because there's all these lines, yeah. and you just and then people were sort of doing whatever, and I was like, I don't, do, do I give way to the tram? I don't understand. Yeah, it's very difficult. Don't. I just follow those. Lines. Yeah, I just uh, tram super stops. Just that's me, just going right in there with my carriage. <laughs> just like whatever, guys. <laughs> you know, it was just. But that's I I found great confidence knowing a pair of horses. And then they'd go, and I'd be like, I love to you. <laughs> See you in six but months. You know? I it's hard to explain to someone how light a carriage genuinely is. Oh, yeah. Well, we pull them out by, by ourselves. Yeah. I weigh 60 kilograms. And how strong a Percheron is. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's you can't even explain to someone, first of all, how heavy they are, and just how incredibly... Like, I saw a video of a... Uh, Percheron or whatever, yeah. pulling a log, like a, a big log, just yeah. in the forest. Yeah, like dragging it through roots and shit. Yeah, and then yeah. you've got two horses there, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to explain, they're essentially just walking. They're not doing anything. They're not yeah. even walking fast, and no. sometimes, they, sometimes they break into a jog, but they just don't understand. Well, I mean, to be fair, I probably shouldn't say this, but I've 
full clipped a pair of horses in the but CBD. It's not, <laughs> yeah, the only reason was is because there was people chasing me trying to throw beer bottles at me. We think you're being cruel, so we're going to abuse you and also the horses. And try, and I was just like, get up, and they're like, okay, let's go. So I'm like, thank God. And it's funny because I went on those cantering, and then I had this lazy horse. Her name is Wednesday. You know yeah. Wednesday. And you remember Wednesday every time. I was like, Wednesday, get up. Yeah. And she's like, I won't kick you. And I was like, dude. Wednesday's like, drive me. <laughs> she's like, I got one cantering, and Wednesday's like, fast trot. Yeah. Best as you're gonna get. And I was like, come on, Wednesday. Yeah. And she's like, kick the carriage. Fast trot. I was like, what? I will not. I refuse. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not going to get you. Like, Nothing's Wednesday. wrong here. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like dodging beer bottles. Uh, that was so bad. The reason, okay, one time, yeah. um, I was at a trot. One of my best friends was driving in front of me. Mm. And this is a circumstance that I have run into more than once. But now that I've done it more than once, my instantaneous re reflex is, I'm going to whip you. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going along. And I'm driving, and this guy's real drunk, like, weaving all over the place. Oh. And he looks at my horses and gets that, like, oh. eyes. You know, where he's like, I see that. I'm going to be a part of that. And he picks his hand up. He's got a beer bottle in the other hand. And it's like, he's going to smack one of my horses. He's going to smack one of my horses. My horse goes past, and he just goes, Bleh! and smacks it. And I go, Hurk! and I snap him across the neck. <laughs> and then he's like, Start swearing no. things that I obviously cannot, shouldn't say on the podcast. Wait, wait, yeah. And he threw the beer bottle, and my friend is looking back at me because she's, and I'm laughing. And then she goes, duck! And I go, like, down. And it was like, right over my head. I just don't understand. What? Oh, God. I, I mean, like I did. I whipped him. But um, another thing was people trying to unharness or untie your horses. Yeah, try it. Go on. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> the first part was I had a, someone untie my horse in Canada, and my horse got away. Yeah. I believe that. They look super calm, but if you untie a horse, they're just going to off the go. <laughs> but I'm going back to the truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought my day is over. That's a flat-out gallop. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to go full clip right back home. Do you... Surely that's illegal. Is that illegal? I don't know because there's not enough bylaws for oh, the equestrian industry. Okay. There's just not enough laws, you know? And so he started, had a walk, and then I looked up and I was like, oh no. And I started to run and he could hear me. Yeah. And then he was like, I checked in. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to catch you. When you're doing that weird walk, you're like, I'm not trying <laughs> to chest. And then, you know, then all of yeah. us are full pelt. And he's like, oh, it. Yeah. And he got away down the road, turned, mm -hmm. you know, on the road that he would normally turn, in yeah. the lane that he would normally be oh, in. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> Through the four-way stop. You know, having a great time for a couple of four-ways. And some man decided he was Indiana Jones. Okay. We, he's gone, you know. Yeah. One of the guys is in the truck, in his truck, trying to go and chase him now. I'm yeah. just holding down the fort. And then he gets there, and this Indiana Jones fellow has my horse doing wheelies. <laughs> Round yeah. in circles. Okay. In the middle of a four-way stop. Nice. With his foot on the brake. So the whole carriage is going... <laughs> oh, he's just so he got on the... He jumped on the back. Climbed onto the front, saw a pedal, and yeah. was like, this is obviously what I'm going to do. Stomps. Yeah. Then the wheels lock. Now he's just dragging it. Yeah, because... It's not heavy. Also be out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not heavy. You know, he's dragging it now. And then he's like, oh, there's reins tied here. I've seen this before, obviously, in a okay, movie. Okay, cool. Unties, but only pulls one. Okay. <laughs> so it's going in circles. But, you know... Yeah, so we ended up catching him. Horse didn't pull up lame. Carriage perfectly good. Everything was fine. Just drove him back up. And then in the um, on the road, there's like this. You know, you can see how people have been like um, doing burnouts. Yeah, 
whatever that is. I don't know. My white, <laughs> privileged white person. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do it. But um, oh, yeah. it would be like tiny little like, white ones. Like black ones from the <laughs> yeah. little thin tires. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like a 10 meter circle. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. but the thing is, when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, yeah. if you don't like driving mm -hmm. as a sport, then you can't like riding. Like if you morally disapprove of driving. Oh yeah. Then you cannot say that riding is okay. Yeah, but I think that whatever it is, RSPCA, they do make that point. Yes. They're like, you know. And also, I think if so, hardcore vegans uh -huh. think that we should not. Like, animals should not, um, like, serve us, basically. Yes, absolutely. Right? And so that means that a hardcore vegan, which means, like, for our own selfish purposes, which means you couldn't even have a dog. I couldn't have a dog. Yeah. So that means you couldn't ride horses. No. You couldn't, no, you couldn't even have a horse. No. Because why would you have a horse, even if you rescued it? No. You can't because it's still your slave. Yeah. It's still in an artificial situation. Yeah, like... But even to... Come further back to, because we all know that hardcore vegans, hardcore anything is too much. So just to try and, I always try and find myself in the middle mm. where I go, okay, these are my friends who just, you know, hate vegans. Mm -hmm. And these are my friends who, actually nobody hates a horse-drawn carriage mm -hmm. that I am friends with, but that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, um, at least to the listeners that, don't believe that carriage driving is okay. You really have to look at it and go, why? Yeah. Because why do you think that, is it because you don't understand the sport? Yeah. Is it because uh, you believe that when you harness a horse, leather around it is different than putting leather on it? How, what part of this, because they pull rather than carry? A horse is much more built to pull than it is to carry over the spine. I can tell you that our Welsh pony who we, well, we had someone break her into harness is way happier in the harness than she mm -hmm. ever was. They move better. When I rode her. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, like, better to catch, better mm -hmm. even when, when she's in the harness, she, yeah, moves better. Mm -hmm. She's more, um... Free over the back. Yeah, and like, she, her attitude is better. Mm -hmm. She's just much more... I mean, when I say free, one time she bolted, so she literally was free. But apart from that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and there there is then it comes down to the racing industry, which was part of what we brought up. Yeah. Um, people, for anybody listening in Canada, uh, the racing industry here in Australia is humongous, mm -hmm. um, and and it's a really big part of of the culture, not just the horse industry, not just people who gamble. Yeah, which is weird. Like, but, yeah. Like, people who don't ride horses or have anything to do with horses, they go to the races. People don't even gamble, and they still go to the races. It's weird. I don't... Why would you do that? Because girls like to get dressed up and get drunk. Okay, fair enough. You know, and and that's such a huge thing here. So big that there is a public holiday every year. Which I would, because I don't care about the races. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but there's a public holiday. Yeah here every year for the races yeah you time off work mm -hmm. you know and and that blew my mind but the racing industry is again very controversial just like the carriage industry and and it really people are like oh that horse had to be put down or mm. every year at you know the races the big races the melbourne cup a horse has to be put down. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way it is. Here's the problem. Is, look, I do dressage. I don't really do anything else, to be honest. Not interested. But I would say, so carriage driving is the only thing that I've encountered apart from horsemanship. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um, that I have absolutely no 
reservations about. Actually, mm. genuinely love it. Yeah. Like, if 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 you're gonna use a horse for something, um, I'd rather be a a carriage horse. But I do have a lot of issues with, and dressage is just as cruel. It just is wrapped in a fancier package. Yes. But um, I just think there's a lot of cruel things going on in the racing industry and I'm not going to change them but um, if there was going to be issue if there was going to be if the RSPCA was going to address something I don't think it should be the carriage driving it should be something else like the racing industry but the problem with that is that it's not so much that horses have to be put down but it's the other mentalities that all the other like eventing and dressage have as well where it's like if you're breaking horses at three years old, they're not ready to be breaking no. them at three years old. It's so it's not just necessarily the racing industry, but I thought maybe we could bring it up. But yeah, it's the same thing. But we've talked about it a little bit where the welfare of a horse is always sometimes is slightly lower on the priority list. Like I was working the other day for a riding school. I work for a couple of riding schools. And I'm actually really, the ones that I work for, I only work for ones that I, in, ge in general, agree with and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So, I have no problems with them except this horse came in and he was projectile diarrhea. Like, okay. it was, and I was like, and he was a little bit sort of like on edge. And I, <laughs> and I didn't know if he'd just been in a new paddock or yeah. like, like, I was like, I don't know what is going on with him, but he might be seriously sick. Like, yeah. Like, Or horses, anything about it. I just find it so funny. And she cracking up, and I was like, yeah. hilarious. But yes, I went in funny. at the end of the lesson, and I was like, something's seriously wrong with this horse. Like, we need to do something. <laughs> and they were like, he's just being an asshole. Then they had this lady. I don't know who she was. It's it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, lunged this pony. Yes. For forty five minutes. What? And a flat out canter. And what? I don't mean, oh, he's a bit energetic. We'll just work him a bit. No, this lady, she put sidearms on this pony. Oh my goodness. And literally, maybe like less than a 15 meter circle, just beat this pony around. Because, Hunting him. Yeah, because he's that riding pony type where he's just a bit quick. And so he's, he's fine normally, but you know that sort of where you're trying to get a kid who's never ridden before on? Just yeah. a little bit. And she just, until he was... Dead. Nose to the ground. And I was like, I just told like, you that from, he was sick. Yeah, yeah. And I think it comes from this complete, when I say ignorance, I don't mean as in you're an idiot. I mean, genuinely, people don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Like, and No one's ever taught them any better. Yeah, and all these, so all these, I think, let's say, Martingale's, Cyberman, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. But yeah. the way people deal with problems mm -hmm. is a good indication of their education level mm -hmm. because why would you, if, if there's a million other ways of doing it, first yes. of all, he probably should just have gone out. But yes. it just, if that's your only way of dealing with an issue, mm -hmm. then I don't think you should be teaching, first of all. Yeah, if that's your go-to. You know, because like... So the first thing that I do with ponies and horses that I'm working with is make sure that the mentality that they use all the time is calm and quiet. Yeah. Calm, relaxed, quiet. If it's not a pace that I want to ride, I don't make it circle in that pace. I don't let it walk next to me at that pace. Nothing. Yeah. I don't lead it at that pace. Mm -hmm. I don't put it on a circle at that pace. Yeah. The use of side reins and jam on, jump, jump on. Chambon? Chambon? I don't know. It feels French, so I feel like Chambon. I think it's, yeah, I yeah. think so. I know um, what you're talking about. But Chambon. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the way it's... Chambon. Chambon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, things like that. Like you saw I posted a photo of me yeah. lunging a pony, mm -hmm. but she had side reins on partially because that connection helps her balance, mm -hmm. and the lunge was pole work partially. Mm-hmm. Lunge being a loose term because everything I do on a lunge is very slow and like. Oh, okay. Boop, boop, I thought you were going to say flat out gallop. Never. <laughs> I never hunt anything. Yeah. Because why would I? 
because yeah. I don't want to ride that. Well, that's a good point because why would I teach it? To my sometimes and sh- it happens in showing all yeah. the time. Um, is people will put a horse on the lunge at mm-hmm. eight o'clock in the morning, and they will. Oh my god! Okay, they will just literally they'll just hold on to the end and just let this horse gallop around until it's you know half an hour, forty five minutes, an hour, sometimes two hours. I've seen it. And then, and then they're just like, yep, yeah, right, and then they get on. And it may not necessarily be exhausted, but someone said to me, you know, the same thing, where you can't, if a horse is behaving in that sort of giraffe, llama, whatever you want to call yeah. it, letting it do it yes. more is just going to make Emancipate it... Emancipate the problem. Yeah, make it so much worse. And so these people... Um, and my horse had the same thing, so I yeah. get it, where you're just like, I don't I don't even know how you'd slow this horse down and you just sort of freeze. Yeah. But they literally they just go, right, I'm just gonna go um, lunge this horse and they have they're not surprised in the slightest. They just they just let this horse go and gallop and gallop and gallop. That's insane. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can be at the Melbourne Royal and not and not know, first of all, how to lunge a horse. Get that dang shoulder out, I swear to god. Yeah. Like, you know, and they're just like, like <laughs> yeah. you're the lunger. And I'm like, what? I, would you let a horse do that when no. you were riding? You would never do that. No. Like, as soon as I horse... want, if I'm lunging a horse, I look at, every time I lunge a horse, I look at it as if I have a child on it. Yeah. If you would, uh, exactly. And as soon mm-hmm. as things get a little bit crazy, because I do have a horse who, very unbalanced, a little bit of a noodle, yeah, um, bring him in. Just which someone did have to tell me, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. But now that I know, um, don't, you can't let a horse. Yeah. Flail? <laughs> if you want to, if you, don't let a horse do something that you wouldn't want to ride. Don't, basically. ever, ever. But I think all these things come from, um, not knowing how to, mm-hmm. and, we love our horses, but sometimes there's these cruel things that we do. I've just learned about tongue ties. I yeah. don't know how I feel about them. No, I do know. I feel I hate them. But I, I don't. I've never. I'm not part of the racing industry, so I don't know. But I feel real uncomfortable about them. I think that if your horse has a problem with the soft palate breathing at that pace. Then you should not breed that animal. <laughs> and I get, I understand, I, I, you know, I get what um, they're doing it for, and then all that sort of thing. And my, my solution, well, don't race that horse. Yeah. Which is obviously you can't do that, because why can't you? I know. Well, I mean, there's a lot of horse brands out there that have 257 on the top and yeah, nine on the bottom. No, that's true. But like, I mean. You know, that's so, true. Sorry, just to explain that statement to anybody listening. Um, uh, thoroughbreds get branded with a number on the top and the bottom. The top is how many foals were born that year at that particular stud. And the bottom is the year that they were born. So I saw a horse today that had 257 on yeah. the top. I saw a horse at a competition recently that had 1,002. At yes. one stud well, read that year. I will say that, because I talked to my mum about it, she did say that um, it's possible that there's a couple of different places, but it's still the same sort of stud. But regardless, yes. regardless, that is a thousand a and two of horses. A thousand and two in a year. That's insane. So, yes, I believe that if you need to tongue-tie that horse, then maybe you should probably just let it go Go to a race. No, trainer. I believe that too. Yeah. Let it go to a race. But if a horse is winning, no, no way would anyone... No. But I do have a real issue with that. Also, here's another thing. I don't understand how we have to have a conversation about how tight a nose band should be. I don't understand. First of all, two fingers this way is the same as five fingers. It's the same as ten fingers. Do you know what I mean? That's got to be two fingers this way, surely. Regardless, I don't understand how... Grand Prix riders can just walk around being like, what do you mean a tight nose band hurts? I just, I just <laughs> don't get People are so obsessed with winning and their horses are like, hey, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. And then the riders are like, hey, 
I don't give a shit. I was gonna say that. <laughs> um, but he's a he's a um, what do you call him? Crank nose fan. Oh, like a Hanoverian or yeah, a because, Flash. Or... Because when you've got a double one, you can't have a Flash strap. And so they've got a... What's a crank? It's a nose band where it, um, there's like... Okay, so here's a nose band, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like a little... I actually have one on my quad still, but it's loose. That's how the bridle came. It's a really nice bridle, but anyway. Okay. Um, and so it's got like a little sort of like square piece here. And yeah. then you pull it through like this. It's like... The leather bit goes through. Yeah, and it comes back over. So yeah. you can pull it as tight as you, you can pull it tighter that way. Oh. Then doing it the other way. Okay. That is not gonna. Re that is not a recommendation. So I have a crank nose band. The one I didn't. I never knew. Yeah. My. So okay. Um, I recently was at a competition. Yeah. And I had to be gear checked at an EA comp. Mm -hmm. And I got on my horse, and she said. Oh, are you gonna do up your nose band? And I was like, I had that. It's done. Yeah. Like, ten millimeters. That's literally what it says in the rule book. In FEI, ten millimeters of clearance. When you pull it out yeah. over the nasal bone. Yeah. You need to have ten millimeters of clearance. Yeah. Okay. Literally says that in the That's rule book. That's one centimeter. Yes. Huh. I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, centimeters like that much. Yeah. It's clear enough. I think, but I also don't think you should have to, some people are like, no, you can definitely, and then they've got to like rip it apart. I don't so, 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 I recently went to a place um, to get a lesson, and yes. they had talked to me, I have a problem stopping my pony, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast. Yeah, I feel like this is a theme. It's I think the podcast should be, let's do all the same tie, tie, just tie. tie. I can't stop my horse. <laughs> I can't stop my horse. <laughs> Not behind the lane. Yeah, Way too far in front. <laughs> Miles is afraid of the horse. <laughs> He's out of here. Um, but yeah, I rode this horse, um, and he was dead to my leg, and I was like, this sucks. But he was in a double. I could position his head anywhere. He was an FEI horse. Um, and... And I just found him so not FEI in when I was riding him. I was like, he's I, to get him to do a travier was a big effort. Yeah. You know, I was like, move your butt over, and he was yeah. like, your spurs are fake news, and I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, move your butt. And meanwhile, I'm so used to my horse. I'm like, please, and he goes, okay. <laughs> you know, I will go very fast sideways. <laughs> please, just don't touch me. <laughs> look, look, I am now a crab. Look, yeah. I am now a straight. Look, I am now a crab. Other way. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. You know, he's very good. Yeah. But this horse was very pliable in the head and neck. And I was like, whoa, look at him go. Yeah. You know, and there's moments where I'm like, oh, I feel like he's quite deep there. Like, yeah, yeah. Get out. <laughs> um, and this lady was saying to me, yes, there's a lot of different tactics. She's like, ride and then slam on your brakes and see what happens. And I was like, okay, I rode. I slammed on my brakes to what I would believe is slamming on my brakes. He stopped. Obviously, he's behind my leg anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then she's like, see, I see no problem with what you did there. Mm -hmm. You could do that in a warm-up ring without getting a card. And I was like, in my head, like, what do you mean without getting a card? Like, are you telling me to rip my horses back to you, though? I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm just not going to do that. And then she's like, well, I will do it once if I need to. If we were in a situation... Where he's gonna, let's say, he's gonna go careening off into the distance. You mean flat out gallop? Yeah, yeah. Then I'll go, no! And then we're done. But when would that. That happens to me. <laughs> but yours is evolving. Yours is like genuinely like, you, you have asked me to gallop. And you're like, no, I haven't. But he's like, I, I'm not bolting. I just believe that you have asked me to gallop. We're gonna go. And so then, you know, I'll stop it. And then as soon as he stops, it's long rain. You know, like. Good job, thanks well, for stopping. Well, that's, that's not bolting. That's no. just an issue with the canter. It's, yeah, well, not, so I'm talking to this lady about this, and then <laughs> she says to me, well, there's a, there's a reason why this horse is in a double. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she goes, maybe you should try tightening your nose band. <laughs> I'm done with this podcast. I know, you know, like, what I was just, going. Sorry. I was, like, blown, and I was like, none of that's gonna, I'm not, no. I there are training issues here. Yeah. And then she was like, you, Sorry, you're an excellent rider and 
phonics. <laughs> you know, and your pony is letting you down. Okay. And I was like, oh, I don't Maybe think said so. that I, well, I still, well, I wrote Cloudy Cross, who mm -hmm. I just thought was, I still do, yeah. the most incredible thing. And people were like, eh, she's not that good. And yeah. I was like, are you seeing what I'm saying? Are you like, she, the same thing? look at this beautiful body. Like, I just, so I've had that. But I mean, my horse is far superior than my riding. Oh, okay. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And and I believe a hundred percent that my horse is superior than my riding. And my problem is trying to harness this. Yeah. And I'm not gonna train or harness it by putting him in a tighter nose band, putting him in a double, or ripping his back teeth out. None of those things are gonna fix it for me. No. no. So I had some technical difficulties, but um, uh yeah, you just missed me explaining the fact that horses don't love you and they're herd animals, and that's pretty much it. They don't. <laughs> they don't love you. They are prey animals. Um, but yeah, we might go into that in another podcast. I feel like it's a whole other topic altogether. Mm. But yeah, we'll leave it on that. And um, thanks for listening. You can feel free to check us out on Spotify or YouTube or wherever anchor you can leave voice twitter Almost twitter yeah i'm big in twitter i know <laughs> i've got like i've got like 100 followers maybe <laughs> today i actually thought of something to write and then i thought that's a twitter thing i should write that in twitter because it would look good on twitter yeah i don't have it so oh, yeah my thoughts well yes so there's all of those different places you can leave us comments or anything like that you can feel free if you say anything specific to Erica. She may not be back, or she might be back. Who knows what happened? Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and have a great day.